Hello, and welcome to episode 40 of the Van Life Lab podcast. I'm Eric, joined today by my co-host Colby. Collectively, we are the engineers who van life. And today we are talking about transitioning from house life to van life. This will be a two-part mini-series. This week we're talking about transitioning from house life to van life. And next week we'll talk about the reverse, transitioning from van life to house life. So we always start off our podcast by saying where the heck in the world we're coming to you from. Mm -hmm. And for the second week in in a row, Colby, where are we coming from? (laughs) Not too exciting, but we're coming to you guys from Colorado again. Next week, we should be somewhere else, which will be exciting. We are currently sitting in our bedroom, which has um, definitely become more of a bedroom since last week. We actually have a mattress and a bed frame and a side table. So last week, I'm pretty sure we were sitting on the carpet in the floor. Yes, we have a new home base, so we're just just settling in. Absolutely. So this week, we're thinking back to what, two years ago when we first moved into our van, and next week we'll... Two and a half. Yeah, and next week we'll talk about what we're going through right now. But we also read a new review on our podcast every week, but for the second week in a row, we don't have a (laughs) review. So please, if you're listening out in the ether there, uh, leave us a review. (laughs) So Colby, what what should people expect when they transition from house life to van life or what are some of the surprising things that people have noticed yeah so i think the way we were going to do this was we actually surveyed a ton of you guys on instagram and we have about over 20 responses of shocks and surprises that occurred on the transition from house life to van life so at first we were just going to give you our thoughts and our experience but then we posted this and we got some really great answers So I think I'm just going to read the answers and we'll kind of give you like a real time response or add some color to them. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. Take it away. All right. So this first one I think is funny. It says toilet flies, tilted sleeping, and also how many amazing people you meet. Toilet flies. I've actually never seen a bug in our toilet, but I have heard that if you use the wrong composting material um you can have bugs in your composting toilet yeah maybe it depends where in the world you are i don't know maybe in like the the southwest it's more of an issue in colorado especially in the winter it's hasn't been an issue this is never something has never been something we've experienced but i think it could be legit i think what makes like what hits home the most for me in this one is the tilted sleeping I cannot explain to like normal people. I will be walking on a road and like the amount of tilt you notice after being a van lifer for even a month or two is crazy. Like people will be like, oh, don't you can sleep in our driveway. And I'll look at their driveway and I'm like, no, we cannot sleep in your driveway. It is so crooked. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like it's, it's a real thing. You never sleep flat again. Or you just bust out your, your leveling blocks, yeah. your go treads, and you level yourself out. In our first fan rocket, I was uh, gung-ho about never using leveling blocks, and Colby always wanted me to. Yep. And in Rover, I kind of mellowed out, and I, I'd be out there leveling it out, and Colby would actually be the one saying, oh, no, it's fine. It's like, fine. oh. Well, but. I think, like, where you can't level, though, is when you're, like, stealth camping in a city, 
all streets kind of curve down towards the curb and you can't like whip out your leveling blocks in a city. So that's something you'll have to deal with. We just either sometimes we'll turn around and sleep the other way or sometimes you're just, you know, prop your pillow up. And more than sleeping, I'm actually cooking. Uh, it's actually cooking. That's the issue is cooking when your pot's like tilted. Yeah. Especially like shallow things. So if you're like frying eggs and they all mm. like shoot to one side or of the pan rice, or something. Yeah. yeah. Or rice, you know, if you're just doing like soup in a pot, it's not that big of a deal, but the pot will still like jiggle off yeah. the, we have like really slick induction cooktops and they'll yeah. kind of slide off if you're not careful. It's funny what you become used to. <laughs> On the same note, somebody also said being able to wash your bed sheets whenever is no longer the case with van life. And that is so true. It is like so difficult to wash your bed sheets. Yeah, not whenever. I mean, I think you're just reliant on uh, laundromats, which is a, a fact of van life. I know uh, I, I might know one set of van lifers that has a mini like portable washing machine in their rig. Yeah. Uh, and they have uh, a rig that's a little bigger than, than a regular yeah. van. Um, but not many van lifers have uh, onboard laundry. So, yeah, mm -hmm. you're, you're bound to laundromats. And we do laundry every week or so, week, 10 days, which as far as van lifers go, from what I gather, is a little more than, than most. I think yeah. most people go, you know, two, two-plus weeks. I used to wash them every week. But yeah, the, the sheets for us is kind of an every other wash type yeah. thing. Right, I like this one. The stuff we thought we needed on the road and then didn't actually use at all. It is, I feel like life becomes a lot simpler and you also realize truly how little you do need. And I love that. Yeah, I think when you're transitioning from a house to a van, you're intuition is to just act like you're moving and take all your stuff yeah but your lifestyle in the van is going to be totally different than your lifestyle in the house you're just like you're not going to do everything you did in the house in the van so you don't need to take everything mm -hmm. do you remember that challenge we did our first 15 days of van life we moved all our stuff into the van, and then for 15 days while we were on the road, on day one, we got rid of one thing. Day two, we got rid of two things. Day three, we got rid of three. And I forget how many that comes out to. It comes out to a decent number, maybe around 100 or 200 things. And, I mean, we got rid of all that stuff in 15 days and still had more than we needed. It's probably going to be like 450 things. Is it? And we each did it. It was, no, because it was going to be a 30-day challenge. Yeah. But we only made it like 15 or 18 days. Yeah. And we both did it. So we were both throwing that That's many true. things away. Not throwing. We'd like, I don't know, giveaway or some stuff you got to throw away. Yeah. So that's a fun challenge if you feel like you have your van is too heavy and you have too many things going into it. And it's something you can do in a van or a house. True. All right. How fast you get comfortable sleeping in more extreme temperatures. This is an interesting one. Yeah. We always had a heater. In well, our, in, in, in our first van, we didn't oh. have it. And it broke, remember, all of winter? It was broken. Yeah, we had a, uh, a Webasto that actually shot the bed. Yeah, right as winter started and we would wake up and it would, like the floor would be an ice cube. Yeah. I, sometimes I think about that now 
we, you know, we have our like hydronic heater that works, like basically keeps it too hot all the time. And it has like a thermostat. And sometimes I, I laugh when like, it, you know, it gets a little chilly and we're like, oh, better turn the heater on. I'm like that first winter, we literally never had a heater and we were fine. So I can totally see this. You just, I think like the sentiment of this one is you just become a lot more adaptable. Like you're one with whatever is happening outside. If it's raining, if it's cold, if it's hot, like you're outside pretty much. Yeah, you become much more resilient pretty quickly. Yeah. And those things just like don't bother you eventually. Yeah, it's kind of cool. All right, this is a very common response and it is how stressful it is at times. <laughs> Finding places to park, battery power, etc. Yeah, it's just kind of the the change of daily chores. So, I mean, you can think of you having your regular set of house chores, you know, waking up, making breakfast. I don't know, maybe you take out the trash, mow your lawn, like do yard work, garden, water the house plants, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And then you have a totally different set of chores in, in your van that are much more like confined to one space that keeping on top of is just a constant yeah. battle. Like you think that your life is going to be so simple and so easy, but there's actually a lot of logistical overhead. Yeah. It's almost like the chores are like non-negotiables. Like in a house, like, yeah, you can let the flowers go or the lawn go. But in a van, like if you don't get water, like you don't have water. If you don't figure out where you're sleeping, you don't have somewhere to sleep. You know, it's, it's, it's a, I don't know, more like, I don't want to say important chores, but more consequential chores. Yeah, there's no putting off. There's no putting off chores in the same way. I, I, my suggestion would be in particular for power, like your first um, week, two weeks, three weeks, keep an eye on your power a lot closer mm -hmm. to kind of get a feel for how much yeah. you're using. And if you sized, um, you know, your batteries yeah. and your solar all correctly and you're driving enough to keep it all, all charged up, or if you do need to plug into shore power. And then once you've been living in it for, you know, several weeks, some, you know, months, you know, you'll, you'll get the feel of it and you'll kind of hopefully be able to put it on the back burner a little more. Yeah. You'll, you'll really get to know your van and how it works and its quirks and its needs. and Yeah. All right. I like this next one, too, because I'm feeling it now. And it's, I realize how much wasted space houses have. Hallways, room <laughs> sizes, everything. And I chuckle because, like, yeah, we just bought this house. And, you know, it's got a split level. And I don't think, I think there's days where we don't even touch the downstairs. Yeah, and just things like there's nothing under our bed right now or yeah. there are like empty cubbies or I want to keep nothing on the windowsill. There aren't shelves and cup holders everywhere. I hope we can keep it this way, really. Yeah, I think the sentiment is just in a van you have so little space so you, there's a necessity to maximize yeah. space. So if you're in like the planning, the building phase, you're, you're about to move into your van... Like, think about every single little bit of mm -hmm. space that you might be able to fit stuff in. And if you're not using it, try and figure out a way to use it. Yeah. I really like what van life did to my, my mindset in that sense is every single thing I pick up to buy, like, I really think about if I need it once 
then I probably don't need it. Or like if I truly want this and need this in my space. And it's not a mindset that I had before, honestly. What are some of the best like additional storage hacks that people can can like add to their van like biggest storage areas into the van to add mm, headliner shelf for one headliner shelf is number one i've also seen these like door inserts um, yeah. that can go either on the back um, rear doors they like you know screw in they, and they hang off the back and you can put shoes and you know whatever stuff in them and i've also seen inserts for a slider door oh really who well. makes those do you um, know want to say flare space came out with them nice. but don't quote me with it okay but yeah storage everywhere in a van headliner shelves doors uh, yeah you know organize your garage bins are bins are key mm-hmm. they're bins very are key, yeah. they, they stack nicely they store a lot and they're easy to move around love it this one is something we've talked about but in maybe in more specific words but the amount of energy it takes to fill ba- basic needs like where to stay each night and this came from a solo female van lifer. So I can only imagine like we had two of us, you know, one of us could drive and the other could figure out where we're staying. But I can imagine how difficult it is if you're by yourself, too. Yeah, this is just a big general transition from, you know, house to van. The, there's a lot of mental overhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think. One of the other things that was written a bit later is decision fatigue. And that is so real. Like, you know, after two years of figuring out where we were going every day, like I kind of realized that Eric and I hadn't planned a trip, like a a vacation, because we were so focused on, you know, the next week that like planning two months ahead was just not even a thing. Just practice being decisive before, like, the littlest things, like when you go up to order coffee, if you're sitting there for like 30 seconds thinking about what you want after you've gotten yeah. to the, you know, the, the, the barista or something, like you got to work on that. Like just go up and order, like yeah. practice making a decision. You'll, you'll need it. Van life, you will appreciate it later. Oh, yeah. All right. Next up we have you will spend an ungodly amount of time figuring out where to dump your poop. Well, it depends on how quickly you fill up your, your toilet and your solids. I mean, we I, almost two months. We probably use our toilet every other week a piece. So, you know, maybe four uses per month is what we're looking at. So we don't have to empty our toilet. Um, we probably empty it every two, maybe three months. I'm going to give the hottest tip of this episode right now. All right. What is it? <laughs> Just find a pit toilet. And I didn't realize this soon enough. I learned this like a year and a half into our van life journey. Literally any trailhead with those outdoor pit toilets is the perfect place to dump your composting toilet or your, to- well, maybe not a chemical toilet, but your because that's literally what they're for. I mean, the first year and a half, I was digging massive holes, like find a dump, like no, find a pit toilet. They're everywhere. Um, you can do porta potty only if it's like liquids you're dumping. I don't think you should dump compost at a porta potty, but like those trailhead pit toilets, number one. Just be sure to wipe the seat if you, mm. in case you spill anything. So bring some, Ew, yeah. bring some teepee of your own, or, or I guess just use theirs. But, I mean that's a good tip in but general. But leave it clean. Always bring teepee to any toilet as a van lifer, 
you can't be using one ply TP for your van life career. You just can't. Yeah, maybe we should touch on why we only use our toilet <laughs> that that infrequently or for emergencies is pretty much because we don't like emptying it. Yep. Super frequently, and we're always going into some sort of public facility, whether it be a grocery store, a gas yeah. station, a coffee shop, you know, this, that, or the other thing. They're, they're always... There's always toilets. Always toilets to use for, like, the bulk of your your needs. And then, of course, there's sometimes in your vans where you're in your van, there's nothing around, and you just got to go, and, like, it's good. It's good to have it there. Mm-hmm. All right, the next one says, how little clothes you actually need. I love this one. I really do. I really struggled to pare down my closet when we were first moving into the van. And I think I still was paring it down up until probably a month before we came part-time van lifers. And now moving into the house, like, I, I don't have much, but I also know that I haven't needed much for the past two years, like, genuinely. And I was never dirty, never smelly. Like, you just realize high-quality items is better than, like, a large quantity of like fast fashion or something. Yeah, I was always already kind of a clothes yeah. minimalist before. Maybe that's a just a typical guy, but I probably bought maybe half a dozen articles of clothing over the last <laughs> year and a half or so. I've gotten you know some shirts from you know family as gifts, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess excluding my wedding attire when we got married. All right, next up we have the gratitude for regular showers and warm water in general never leaves. <laughs> the gratitude for warm water and also unlimited water. Uh, I think unlimited more than anything. I guess maybe because we have like piping hot water, so I don't miss that, but unlimited, whew. Soak it up while you can, folks. Yeah, I mean, filling your water tank is also one of those chores, so. It's the worst, yeah. Yeah, we made it easier, but yeah, you don't like water anxiety of like, where are you going to fill up Mm -hmm. your next water? Yeah. So even if you have, you know, a full tank, you're still kind of being sparing with it. So yeah, I've, I would get on Eric's case if he was taking too long of showers, (laughs) he'd be just living it up outside and I'd be like, dude, I'm pretty sure I took like a 20 minute shower the other day. In the house, not the van. In the house. I literally sat down in the shower (laughs) and just appreciated the resources at my disposal. Yeah, some tips for for finding those things when you're really craving them. Like, I don't know, ladies during your time of the month when you just want a hot shower. Like, I totally feel that. (laughs) What we liked were... Finding rec centers, especially if you're passing through smaller towns, a lot of them have really reasonable day pass prices, or you could, you know, call ahead and see like, hey, what do you charge for a shower period? Hostels do the same thing. Um, Of course, you can do the Planet Fitness membership, but I went through canceling that membership and it was so much effort that I don't encourage anyone to start a membership with them. Well, when we were going to the Planet Fitnesses, it was actually pretty nice. I think we just canceled it when we went up to Alaska because... Yeah, they didn't have any. Yeah, there, there, might, have been, there might have been like one in Anchorage, I forget. I think but, there actually was, but... But in general, not worth it for several months. But we also had a lot of water in Alaska, so we didn't really care. Yeah, water was plentiful in Alaska. That was nice. All right. 
Let's see, we only have a couple left. Some of them are repeats, so I'm gonna skip, skip, skip. Um, oh, I really like this one. It says, everything is new every single time you move. And I think that's something that's like, you say it and you're like, oh yeah, that's true. But you don't quite process it until like, all you want is your, you know, routine coffee shop or like to know where the food is in the grocery store. Like you're going to be doing a lot of change and a lot of learning, which is really beautiful. Like it makes you a much more adaptable person. But, you know, for those small things, like your grocery store is going to take a lot longer than it used to because you have to find every single aisle and things like that. Yeah, I mean, that that idea that everything is new all the time is kind of like an exciting part of yeah, the van life. I mean, a lot of people like just crave adventure and, yeah. and are really uh, adaptable to that, that change. And I don't know, I think that that daily change is actually refreshing. That's good like for it you. It makes every day more memorable. Yeah. Like you don't just wake up and have the same routine and, uh, you know, kind of go through your day and kind of a haze on, on just, you know, autopilot. Like you do have to think and like you do have new things happen to you every day that like, uh, marcate like, yeah, like actual meaningful, like yeah. changes that like make memories. Yeah. I love that way of thinking about it. I'm going to end with a really positive one. And this one says, I'm oddly more productive and have better sleep in the van versus home. And I actually, I agree with the better sleep. I think, you know, especially if you're coming from a big city, you know, you're not going to have that just like noise that's always there. You know, the lights, the, you know, I don't know, the, mm, just the, the things that come with living in a city you know, you're, you're often going to be out in the middle of nowhere underneath really bright stars and in the trees. And yeah, that makes for darn good sleep. I would say you have actually a lot of control over your environment yes. when you're in your van. Not only can you build a super comfortable van that like yep. feels like your homey space, mm -hmm. but if like you don't have to park somewhere noisy, you're not going to deal with like barking dogs, mm -hmm. you know, day in and day out like if there's a barking dog somewhere like you can just move the next day like there may be the the odd day of you know some annoying noise outside that you can just get up and move from you know you know you don't have to put yeah. up with it day in and day out like you would if yeah you're in a city or if you buy a house and there are dogs barking outside or <laughs> you know so hmm. i agree i love it thank you to everyone who submitted those I didn't read all of them because a lot of them said similar things in different words, which, you know, makes a lot of sense. I think we agreed with all of these. And we also just want to say, like, transitioning from house life to van life is extremely exciting. And despite all the changes that are coming, like Eric was saying, like, change can be really good. So we wanted to end this episode by giving you guys a couple tips to ease your transition from house life to van life. Do you want to start? Yeah, one, one, one tip or just recommendation is don't act like it's going to live, like it's going to be that way forever. Mm -hmm. So just say yes to things and like yeah. do try to cram as much as you can into 
uh, your time mm -hmm. in your van because yeah. there will probably come a time, there will come a time down the road where uh, you don't have the same freedoms anymore. So, yep. you know, the opportunities are going to present themselves and they, they may not come again. So yeah. like, even if you're, you know, tired or exhausted and like something comes up, just say yes to it. Don't, I love that. Don't act like you can just do it tomorrow or next month or next year. Cause like, who knows what the future will bring. Man, you're giving me all the feels of living in the van full time. <laughs> We're a, a week out of it and I'm like missing it. All right. My biggest tip, and you've probably heard this because everyone says it, but nobody listens. So please listen. And it's to move slowly. I think when everyone gets in a van, you know, they've been waiting three, six, 12 months to build this thing and get on the road. And they have this huge bucket list and they just want to go, go, go. But you've got to move slow if you want it to last for a long time and you want to hit all those items it's it's not a vacation like you're now living in this van and this is your daily life so don't plan it to a t like it's it's not you know there's not an end date to it theoretically so just this is your life now not vacation and just move slow and take it how it comes yeah treat it as something that's sustainable for the long run and it's okay if you want to do like a, a quick trip or, you know, do a quick drive somewhere initially, but yeah, try not to be doing that day after day, week after week. Yeah. Learn your van, learn how you travel. Maybe a third like bonus tip would be towards the end of your van build, get out on a, on a trial trip, you know, take your van for a little bit of a shakedown, see how you travel. Maybe you realize like, the way your layout is set up is not ideal for your real daily life. You know, that trial trip can really help ease your transition for when you get into it full time, kind of shake out the nerves and yeah. And I would actually broaden that to say beginning, middle or end. Yeah. Not just the end. Yeah. You can camp in an empty cargo van pretty easily. I'm pretty sure we did. We spent our first oh, night on sure. air mattresses once we had our subfloor in. Oh, yeah, our little camp. Just air mattresses and sleeping bags. Yeah, it's a lot more glamorous than sleeping on the ground. So, yeah, yeah I mean, figure out how you, you cook in the van, figure out how your yeah. you know, power and water system yep. work. I mean, any, any point in the build, just clear the stuff out, take it for a day, a weekend, Yeah. whatever. Great. All right, that's all I got. All right, so next week we will talk about the exact opposite, transitioning from van life to house life. Uh, do you th which transition do you think is harder? Since I've done both now, geez. Gosh, they're both hard in their own ways. Like from house life to van life, you we got rid of everything we owned and we just started living in a small space 24-7 together. But now that we're transitioning out, like I feel pretty overwhelmed with the space and not having furniture and like I, I I want like our house to be comfy but I also don't want to buy things we don't need so it's like this tightrope that we're walking of like trying to maintain the mindset of like having only what you need but then like also needing to fill a house yeah they're like exact opposite I know, experiences it's crazy it's getting rid of everything and then collecting everything that you don't have which one do you think juniper likes so, better all right we'll save that we'll save uh, that one for next week which one do you think juniper likes better
Are you going to save that? Yeah, we'll save oh, that for next okay. time. Okay. <laughs> She's like knocked out. I think knocked she likes the house. <laughs> okay. All right, that one's out. All right. All right. We will see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in and leave us a review. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. And thank you again to everyone who contributed. I really appreciated all of those super, honestly, relatable <laughs> submissions. See you next week.